If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. You got to do the limbo. How low can you go? It's the song of the Tennessee Titans. Welcome in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere, coast to coast, border to border, and beyond as we bloviate on the vast Fox Sports Radio Network, emanating live from inside the Magic Radio Box Good to have you along. We thank you hanging out at the Geico FSR studio. So it's kind of obvious this is one of those nights you come in and it's not that hard. This is set up for you pretty good. Uh, Thursday night football on Fox. 
Did you watch Tennessee hosting Indianapolis? Now, I already blew the lead, uh, but listen, don't bury the lead. I'm not burying it. I gave it right away. Uh, this game was supposed to be a nail-biter. Uh, it was a one-point spread. It was a pick'em spread. It was not expected to be a lopsided game. It turned out to be that in the end, I'm not sure if you watched this or not. You might have missed it. Maybe you were doing some other things. Phillip Rivers, of all people, threw for 308 yards and a touchdown, and Naheem Hines running and stumbling and bumbling his way into the end zone a couple of times. He had a bunch of all-purpose yards. And Indianapolis into the win column, and they get a they put a little explanation point, not a little, big one, on this one, 34-17. So they snatched the head-to-head edge in the AFC South. And to think that the Tennessee Titans, the kind of start that they got off to, and they're in danger of not even winning the division. Life comes at you fast. And the Indianapolis Colts, who I don't think are very good, I think they're average, but they're 6-3, and three, and they have a rematch November 29th. And should they win that, then they'll be in really good shape. But Frank Reich has owned Mike Vrabel in the head-to-head matchup. They've played each other five times. Their teams have, obviously. And Frank Reich has the Reich stuff, four and one head-to-head. But the better story is in the losing locker room where the Tennessee Titans lose again. They lose again in spectacular fashion, and I love losers. So let's talk about some losers. What do you say? All right, so the question, how concerned should Mike Vrabel, the coach of the Tennessee Titans, be with his football team at this point? So I've got beach balls, plot twist, and Napoleon Dynamite, and we will tie all these things together. Now, When you talk about the Tennessee Titans crumbling before our eyes, uh, you start with the fact that the clear and obvious indicator here of what's gone wrong is the competition they've gone against has been improved. Now, again, I don't think the Colts are a great team. They're a good team. And you look at some of the other opponents that Tennessee has played here, a lot of the warts and the moles that were not seen early in the year have now been exposed Tennessee is now looking at them. They've lost in their last four games. They've lost three out of their last four. So this is your standard NFL team that appears to be able to beat up the hungry puppies. And then when they play a better team, they often get punched right in the mouth. And and I'm being overreacting. Am I being captain knee-jerk on this? I don't think I am based on the body of work that we have. I mean, how can you tell me I'm wrong on that based on what we've seen of this Titans team? Now, Mike Vrabel, we all know his background, Patriot, Steeler, linebacker, right? His pedigree, defense, defense, defense. That's his bedrock. Indianapolis, they had the top defense in the NFL. I think a lot of that was who they had played, but they still had the top defense in the NFL coming in. They shoved the ball down his team's throat on offense, against the Titans defense, which has been beleaguered. But Indianapolis, not a great offensive team. They averaged over six yards per play, converted 60% on fourth down in this game. So to put it differently, the Titans were getting tossed around on defense like beach balls. And they already came into the game with the 25th-ranked defense in the NFL, and so that is going to go down. That's called a nosedive situation for the defense, 
Uh, so the numbers are going to get worse. And then you look at the really shame of a, a quarterback who some were calling to be benched. There were people who cover the Colts who thought Phillip Rivers should be taken out as the starting quarterback. And long in the tooth, we all know the story with Rivers, and he was in total control under center in this game. And he didn't have the big interception. You know, handicapping the game, you assume, well, he'd throw at least one interception. He almost did in the play in the end zone, but the defensive player for Tennessee could not keep his feet in bounds. But those turnovers have been a staple of Phillip Rivers, and he was only sacked one time, averaged almost eight yards per attempt. Remember, seven is average. Get to eight, you're really good. And was spreading the ball around. You get a pass. You get a pass. You get a – everyone gets a pass. Eight different receivers – we're catching passes, so and and you just methodically tear down the defense and keep them on their heels. That was the old school San Diego version of Philip Rivers. That was the San Diego Chargers show me your lightning bolt version of Rivers. Now, part B of this, the better story with the Titans here, and when it rains, it pours for the Titans, in addition to the PU defense, the thing that Mike Vrabel deserves to be crucified for is the debacle on special teams. This is a special kind of ridiculous, right? Swimming in a sewer, right? They are, they stink. I mean, at Tennessee, it's added jet fuel to the defensive shortcomings, right? Mike Vrabel has been loyal, and it appears he has been loyal to a fault. Right, because he's turned a blind eye. We we talked about this several weeks back. I think it was the Pittsburgh game when a uh, shank kick from Steven Goskowski caused a lot of heartache in Tennessee, and so they said, "Oh no, 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 we're going to turn a blind eye to that." Look at his resume. But they they play the yeah, but yeah, he missed a kick, but yeah, but he, look at his resume. They play the resume game. They shoved the resume down your throat. Look at the resume. Okay, how's the resume helping? Did Steven Goskowski make kicks now because of the resume? He has now missed. How bad is it? He's now missed eight field goals. That is the most in the NFL. The Tennessee Titans have the worst kicker in pro football, Steven Goskowski, this year. I don't care that he's you know great in the past. This year, what have you done for me lately? He's also missed a couple of extra points. For historical context, I read this earlier. It blew me away. The last time that franchise had a kicker miss at least 10 kicks in a single season, Jerry Glanville was coaching the team. Holy Alonzo Highsmith Batman, Warren Moon, they were in Houston, which I think it should be a different situation anyway. The Oilers, and I don't think of the Titans as the Oilers, but they were, and Ernest Givens as well. That kicker, by the way, was Tony Zendejas, who still owns a restaurant. Uh, His family does in uh, Southern California. But uh, Mike Vrabel continues to overlook the many errors of Steven Goskowski because there's a kinship. It's not what you know, it's who you know. And there's a bond. And does the bond end now? We're going to get to that in a minute. But because of that Patriot stuff. And then you have the football follies of punter Trevor Daniel. Who? Uh, Trevor Daniel... Never heard of him. Made for a good story, and you could tell Joe Buck was jonesing to tell the story. The guy was working at FedEx, 
a couple of year, a couple of weeks ago. They signed him to the practice squad, and then we got a plot twist. You want to know the plot twist? Now, what the setup was? Hey, this guy. It's going to be one of those cheese ball feel good sports stories where they make a movie about him, you know, and you know, feel good Disney film. The plot twist, though, it turned into a low-budget horror flick watching him attempt to punt. We don't spend a lot of time talking about punters for good reason. Only when they stink do we talk about them, and they're terrible. And that would be this guy, Trevor Daniel. But watching him play, and I imagine he will not play again. Uh, He will be back delivering packages for the Christmas rush at at FedEx because we've all had tough starts to uh, jobs, but... That was stage fright. That was flop sweat. All of those things combined. His first punt was for 17 yards from the Tennessee 10-yard line. That is the shortest punt in the NFL this season. Uh, so he, that that was, I believe, his first punt. I think it was his first punt. Shortest punt in the NFL season. Uh, and uh, that handed the Colts a 27-yard field, which they turned into a touchdown. Then Daniel... The, the Tennessee offense got the ball. They fizzled, so they punted again. And the next punt attempt by the Tennessee punter was blocked. Uh, I love this guy's name, EJ Speed. Is that not a great name? EJ Speed, the Speed family. Imagine being the fat guy in the Speed family. How that must suck. They just goof. Your name's Speed. but you're... Anyway, uh, so the, the punt was blocked. That was returned for a touchdown. And uh, as uh, Tony Soprano would say back in the day, uh, Marone, uh, what are you doing? You gave up 14 points. Your punter gave up 14 points to the other team. Uh, it is an injustice. Yeah, Indi- if, if Indianapolis does not give Trevor Daniel a game ball, something is wrong. I know he plays on the other team, but... 14 points. That flipped the script on this particular game. All right, last word here. So I don't know if you can look at the forecast, but if you look ahead at the the Doppler, all right, the winds of change are blowing. And I've been around this a long time. Someone's losing their job. Someone is going to lose their job. Tennessee has lost three out of four. Now, there's several ways you can fumigate the Titans' locker room. And we can play pin a tail on the donkey, but someone is going to be out. Now, is it Steven Goskowski? Is this the mortal blow? Do they say, Steven, thank you very much. Uh, Go back to the Patriots and get one of those red jackets, and we'll see you you down the line. Uh, That is on the table. Also, Trevor Daniel. I think that's that's guaranteed that he will not be back as the punter, that this is a one-game situation. He gets the Moonlight Graham treatment. And then the other option, which is a more lethal option, would be just to whack the special teams coordinator, Craig Ackerman, and he's in the danger zone. But heads are going to roll because this was like the Hindenburg. This was a man-made disaster and uh, you know, from a football perspective, of course, from a football perspective. But lost in the haze. Right? And this is why you turn to your overnight sports radio. Lost in the haze here, Ryan Tannehill. Woo! Ryan Tannehill, that was the Dolphins version. That was the Dolphins version of Ryan Tannehill. And my God, I thought I had gone in a time machine back to watching Miami Dolphin football a few years back. Uh, Tannehill, not only a quarterback, he was lousy. Uh, He was lousy in this game. 15 of 27, completed 55%. Remember, good in the NFL now is... 
70 percent. Average is like 60. He wasn't even average. Garbage. And 147 yards. He averaged 5.4 yards in attempt. That's a yard and a half, over a yard and a half below average. Seven yards per attempt is average. He had one touchdown. Didn't have an interception. His passer rating was Jared Goff-like 83.4. Now, you can say this is a one-off. I know Troy Aikman was making excuses for him at the end of the broadcast, talking about how they they had a short week. I, I think he got his little violin out, was playing some music there for Ryan Tannehill, but he has his own dance moves. He's like the Napoleon Dynamite of quarterbacks, right? You got to do the Tannehill. We called it the Tannehill two-step if you've been with me a long time, right? Remember the Tannehill two-step? You take one step forward and you take two steps back, and then you poop the bed. That's the Tannehill two-step, and it was on display for all to see, and so his numbers haven't been terrible. His numbers have been okay this year. So you say, is this just a, a one-game situation? And even if he bounces back, and we assume he'll play better, this is in the back of your mind. This is why the Tennessee Titans in the playoffs last year, even though they got to the AFC title game, they did not trust their quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. In big moments, he becomes a decoy. And remember that. Remember that. You have to downgrade the Titans when you think about them having to compete with the Chiefs again and playing the Steelers when your quarterback, the most important position, is a decoy. Right? You're, you're using him as a head fake. Not a good situation. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Handing out hardware. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere, coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast Fox Sports Radio Network, treating insomnia one listener at a time, emanating live from inside the magic radio box, the Geico FSR Studios. So we're going to do something a little different this hour. And I've tried to stay away from these Fugazi awards that baseball is handing out. But our lead does come from baseball. It is award season. And come hell or high water, they're giving out Cy Youngs and MVPs and Rookies of the Year. And everyone gets an award. Everyone gets a participation ribbon in Major League Baseball. So Thursday was the day to dish out the most valuable player award, right? The big thing, most valuable player. Man, is that big. So both MVP awards. Do you see this? Maybe you didn't see this because you're, you're, you're out of baseball mode. Both MVP awards went to the first baseman as Jose Abreu of the White Sox, Tony La Russa's new team, was named the American League Most Valuable Player. That was first. And then later in the day, we learned that Freddie Freeman of Atlanta had picked up the 2020 National League Most Valuable Player. And with all due respect to Jose Abreu, I'm sure he's a nice nice guy, uh, the, the story here is in the National League. Freddie Freeman stealing the MVP award away from the great Mookie Betts and it wasn't even close in the voting, which makes you scratch your head. There were 30 first-place votes, and Freddie, Freddie Freeman got 28 out of the 30. Mookie Betts got two. 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 Now, Manny Machado 
who was on the ballot, Fernando Tatis Jr., a couple of Padres, and Juan Soto of the Nationals. They were part of the top five as well. But you've got head-to-head, belly-to-belly, Freddie Freeman at age 31, and he batted 341. He had 13 home runs, 53 RBIs, over 60 games. And that, along with the fact that he had the COVID, he had the COVID, that resonated with the baseball scribes. And every story mentioned it. That's how I know that the baseball writers were very interested in Freddie Freeman having the COVID because every story that has written been written and said on the internet about Freddie Freeman is he had the COVID, he won the MVP. Makes for a good story. All right, so let us discuss the question. The better story in the losing locker room, that would be Mookie Betts' locker room, how upset should Mookie be that he finished runner-up the bridesmaid for the 2020 National League MVP. So on the Maller scale of anger, Maller scale of angle, anger, 1 to 10 with 10 being enraged. Maller scale of anger. Mookie, he's at a 2. Only a 2. All right? Only a 2, which is mildly offended. Mildly offended for Mookie Betts. I've got Halloween candy, Johnny Cash, and the Daily Double. And we'll put all these things together and we'll make some chicken shawarma is what we're going to make. Now, number one. Number one. So, this Mookie Betts should have won the MVP. Anybody that knows baseball knows the writers effed it up. Baseball writers usually screw these things up. Mookie Betts can be offended, but this is small potatoes, right? So that's why I'm only going to the two. He deserved it. What is the holy grail of stats these days? What is the most important statistic that all these nerds in baseball, they worship this statistic. It's the almighty, the holy grail. You know what it is? War. Wins above replacement. Mookie Betts was at a 3.4 wins above replacement. Freddie Freeman, 2.9. Mookie Betts was a half higher than Freddie Freeman. Based on that statistic, it's indisputable that Betts had a better year. But even if you say that doesn't matter, how about defense, defense, defense? Mookie Betts, as we saw in the Dodger playoff run to the championship, is the better all-around player. In fact, the numbers bear that out. During the regular season, the redonkulous 60-game regular season, Mookie Betts saved 11 defensive runs, according to the Stat Geeks. 11 defensive runs for the Dodgers were saved because of his defense out in right field. Mookie Betts. Freddie Freeman, you know how many defensive runs at first base he saved the Atlanta Braves? Zero. None. As many as you did. So this is obvious. It's clear and obvious. Now, it would be different, and the, my perspective on this is that Mookie should have won the award, but you know, in, the, in the, the small picture and the big picture, right? It, it would be different if the Dodgers had flopped in the postseason, but it was Freddie Freeman's Atlanta Braves that took a ride on the Vomit Comet after having a big lead there. So the Dodgers finished the mission. Mookie Betts showed his worth in the postseason run and why he's a better player than Freddie Freeman, flashing the glove, getting several key hits. He wasn't the greatest offensive player, but he got several key hits for the Dodgers in the playoff run. And 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 they were, the Dodgers, be honest here, they were in deep doo-doo against Atlanta. They were. Uh, Braves had him on the ropes, and the Dodgers were able to wake up and stayed off execution until he finally got back on top. And if you want to go down the rabbit hole, though, Mookie Betts has already won an MVP award in Boston 
And that was over a full season. You look at these championships, you know, the, the, the three the three uh, you know different awards that have been given out this week, the th- the big three awards. And you know, it's like come on. Like the title stuff I get because there's a level playing field and all that, but the individual awards, it just feels a little dirty. It feels a little dirty. The hardest part of winning a Cy Young or an MVP is to avoid the extended slump, right? But you have to do that over six months. Now, it's the opposite for a team because it's actually harder in a shorter season because on the long season, you can have a bad month in May and you have June, July, and August to make up for that month. You see, so the... The, the margins are more difficult. You can't have a bad stretch as a team. As a player, it's, it's, it's a different animal. It's harder to do it over, obviously, a longer period of time. But the baseball scribes, though, they treat this like Halloween. I, I hope they do treat this like Halloween. And they should hand out fun size awards. Like the, You get the MVP, Freddie Freeman, but it's like a miniature version of the MVP. It's like a souvenir you'd get at a gift shop version of the MVP. Now, the second thing, so I, I mentioned small picture, big picture. When you look at the big picture, the MVP honors, which should have gone to Mookie Betts, I think everyone that knows baseball knows that, but it wouldn't have changed Mookie Betts' situation because those accolades, and it's great to have those accolades, and maybe he has a bonus in his contract. I haven't read the minutia at the bottom of Mookie Betts' contract, but here's the deal. You get those awards, and you end up getting paid, right? You get paid, and Mookie Betts has already checked all the key boxes. Forever contract, check. 12-year contract for $365 million. It's like that old quote, from one of my favorite musicians, Johnny Cash, right? Success, what is success? He said, success is having to worry about every damn thing in the world except money. That is success. And so Mookie Betts has to worry about everything else, but he doesn't have to worry about money. And early on in the pandemic, he cashed a $65 million signing bonus. $65 million. That's direct deposit. Direct deposit. But wait, there's more. He's going to be paid, Mookie Betts, on this forever contract. $115 million in deferred payments through the year 2044. He'll be in his 60s. He'll be in his, he's still getting paid, but he's in his 60s from the baseball. All right, final point. That's a Bobby Bonilla-like contract. Years from now, though, it'll be Mookie Betts Day, and the Dodgers cut Mookie Betts a check is what it's going to be. All right, final point. So Freddie Freeman wins what we call the consolation prize. Remember a couple years back, Cody Bellinger, was the National League MVP, and the Dodgers blew it in the postseason. Well, Freddie Freeman also, though, had the daily double going for him. Now, what is the daily double for Freddie Freeman? I'm glad you asked. I'll tell you. You had location, 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 and feel-good fun. Now, location's obvious. Being in the Eastern time zone is a colossal advantage. Do not undersell that. Do not do it. Uh, being in the East, the baseball scribes, a lot of these voters are older dudes. They don't stay up till 1 in the morning when West Coast games come to an end, uh, you know, East Coast time. So all things being equal, there's East Coast bias that Freddie Freeman was the beneficiary of. And if you're objective about this, you'd agree. And Freddie also benefited from the fact that the Atlanta Braves, in general, haven't been all that great. 
It's not exactly the gold standard in baseball over the last 20 years. It hasn't been since Maddox, Glavin, and Smoltz were towing the rubber in Georgia. The Dodgers have been the Roman Empire of the National League. Now he's, oh, they haven't won anything. Well, now they want some. But they get to the playoffs every year. They own the National League West. The, the Giants, the Rockies, the Padres, and the Diamondbacks are all playing for second place year after year. Uh, and yet again, they had the top regular season record in baseball. So Mookie Betts had a better war, better defensive player, numbers very close across the board, and he was on the better team, but that actually hurt him. Because I'm telling you, my theory on this is the baseball media, the writers looked at this and they said, well, Mookie Betts, you know, that's adding another nuclear sub to the United States Navy. They already have enough nuclear subs. It's the rich getting richer is what it is. And so Freddie Freeman... He's also been very loquacious. That helps as well. Come on. It's a popularity thing as well, all things being equal. With the media, it does not hurt. And Mookie, yes, I like that Mookie's a Dodger, and he'll be a Dodger forever and ever, but pretty boring, right? He likes to bowl. He doesn't like to do interviews. He likes to bowl. How exciting is that? Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, Coop Dalloop. Barring any setbacks, it seems like Nick Chubb is set to return to the Browns this weekend. Uh, Cleveland went 2-2 two and two without him. How much of an impact do you think his return makes for the team? Well, I'm going to bet on the Browns this weekend, but not because of Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is a good running back. He's not exactly the second coming of Jim Brown or Walter Payton or Emmitt Smith. He will make a few big runs, a few more big runs than the other guys, but the Texans have a sorry run defense. That's the main reason to like them this week. And the Browns' issues are with Baker Mayfield. We talked about those earlier. When he plays bad teams, he plays well. He'll be good this week. When he plays good teams, he stinks. I don't trust him against better defenses. But Chubb will help him out a little bit, but he's not the end-all, be-all. Next! Now, Ben, it's not often that a Cy Young winner becomes a free agent immediately after he wins the award, but that's what's about to happen with Trevor Bauer. Of the previous seven times that it has happened, only three have changed teams. So there's been a ton of speculation as to where Bauer might go, but do you think there's any chance he actually stays in Cincinnati? Yeah, the, if... If the Cincinnati bros go out and rob a bunch of banks, that's about and there's 0% chance. No, he's playing it. He's a mercenary. He's going for the biggest contract. He's been flirting with the Mets and the Yankees and everyone else. So I know there's a grassroots movement by like eight different teams, but he's going where the money is. If that's New York, San Diego, L.A., that's where he's going to go. He's not going to stay in Cincinnati. Next! So Bam Adebayo is eligible for a contract extension this offseason, but it seems like the Heat might put it off. Because if they extend him now, they lose out on cap space for the big 2021 offseason. They can offer him an extension next offseason and save the cap space, but Chris Bosh thinks that he should just extend him now. What do you think? No, I think Riley's making the right move. You spend the the cap space, you get another big player with Jimmy Butler, and it'll work out for Bam Adebayo because if he plays well another year, he's 23 years old, he's making like $5 he's going to get his money. It's going to happen. How'd we do, Coop? You fail. I felt rushed. That's you. you. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame week. Lame week who? It's Big Ben's lame joke of the week. All right, lame jokes, actual jokes from actual listeners. I hear we have our laugh track back. Weed man, are you there, weed man? 
Magic Radio Box is mine. Oh my God! You're still complaining about hey, that. Tommy Money, I'm gonna hang up on you if you're gonna be like that. Now you want to play along? No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm broke. I'm good. All right. Make me laugh. All right. What do truckers call overweight prostitutes? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> they call them lot lizzos, is what they call them. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brigadier General Just Josh in Cincinnati. Uh, well, about the recent election, Whoopi Goldberg told conservatives to suck it up the way liberals had to the past four years. Did you hear about that, Eddie? No, I did not hear about that. Yeah, that would explain Lizzo, apparently. So that would be... Uh, <laughs> that's uh, Inca, Inca Terra. All right, what, what do Adam Gase and Pepsi have in common? Oh, he's scary. <laughs> Adam Gase and Pepsi, what do they have in common? Well, apparently they are both always chasing Coke. I don't know why that is. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, look at his eyes. <laughs> All right. It's Bill from Iowa who sent that one in. Why, do the Arizona, why are the Arizona Cardinals furious with famous Jameis? Uh, I don't know. Why are they upset? Well, apparently he mistook alligator arms for crab legs. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to get his eyes fixed. He had surgery. All right. Have you heard? Jeez. Weed man providing NFL commentary and lame jokes. Have you heard the NFL school of horse feathers, hogwash, and fiddlesticks? I, I have not. Yeah, it's, it's most famous graduate is Coach Malarkey. All right, this is from Surfer Todd, the comedian. What do what do you call a baseball player with no legs? I don't know. Uh, Ground balls. Jesus. All right, why was Tony LaRusa drunk? He's seventy six years old. Uh, I don't know why was he drunk. Wouldn't wouldn't you be too if you had to work on the south side of Chicago? Come on, Eddie, please, come on. So just Josh. Yes, that, no, that was gambling. That was actually just Josh, not just Josh, but a guy named Josh. You got to come up with a nickname for the other Josh. Tony Larusa announced he just got a sponsor in Chicago, Eddie. Oh, really? Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately, he can't name it due to the Alcoholics Anonymous rules, but he did get a sponsor, Eddie. So that's a, it's a George, that's George, in, George in Rochester, Minnesota. Uh, hey, calm down. I, I like that Weed Man's playing along. What is the difference between Tony LaRusa and Kevin Cash? Uh, I don't know. What's the difference? He's years old. gets a DUI when he takes a pitcher out. <laughs> All right, that's uh, Kurt from Earth. There. How does President Trump get to two seventy, Eddie? Uh, I don't know. Oh, no. How does he get to two seventy? Got to lose about thirty pounds. He'll be good to go. Uh, that's from Eek in Roseville, <laughs> Minnesota. Why does uh, Why does Governor Newsom, His Majesty in California, want to cancel the lame joke segment? I, I don't know why. Why would he want to do that? He doesn't want anyone laughing out loud, Eddie, and it's very unfortunate. That's Where are they always jokes anywhere in the world, Ben? That's, that's from Eek. Only- All right, calm down. That's from Eek in Roseville, Minnesota. Uh, so there is that. Only uh, jokes in the world right now. Yes, the only jokes in the world. Uh, all right, you want? I don't know. I should have sent this one to. I mean, let me send this to Coop here. Hold on a sec. Let me do something. Do it, Coop. Hold on a sec. Look, I sent some to Coop, but I I'm, I'm, I might be a I might be a one and done. All right, I sent you another one. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, uh, you want to give it now? <laughs> I can do both of those. All right, actually. go. Okay, you want to do them now or you want to? Well, I'll do them. All right, go ahead. Uh, so, do you know who the uh, only uh, undefeated contestant on Jeopardy history is? Oh, oh no! Boo! Cancer. <laughs> Oh, oh, boo. Boo. Wait, wait, wait! I got one more. I got, that's from Kurt from Earth. Blame him, not now me. Go I'm out on a, the bottom. Kurt. I'm just go the messenger. The <laughs> Do you know that uh, you know? There's some evidence out there that uh, Alex Trebek uh, didn't actually die on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he. Uh, I don't know. This joke sucks. Never mind. Oh, wow. come on. Oh, you got to pass a Gary Youngstown show. Come on. It wow. doesn't make sense. No, you just changed the word. He also Sorry. voted in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. There you go. Boom. Done. Yeah, but he was alive when the election happened. Well, barely, apparently. He wasn't in good shape. Let's be honest here. I mean, all right. I mean, let's be honest about it. I mean, he was, he was struggling. All right. Anyway. Go oh on. You're so worked up with age, Weed Man. All right, here we go. Let's do some Weed Man Roast. We're going to continue this next hour, by the way. Uh, the Weed oh, Man good. Roast. How did Quasimodo know that Weed Man Hippie is even more pathetic than himself? Uh, how did he know? He had a hunch. It's from Inca Terror. <laughs> Bas- <laughs> All right, calm down. Uh, why did Weed Man pull out a butter knife to cut in line? I don't know why did he do that. It was a bread line. It was a bread line. Bring it to your general, just Josh. Oh, you didn't did you laugh know, at that, Weed Man. Did you know that Weed Man Hippie actually had a job at the Department of Transportation, but he got mad and quit his very first day? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, there's a bit of confusion about what a weed eating crew is. So, <laughs> so Billy Mike. Uh, uh, why couldn't Weed Man jump Lisa's battery? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Why? He, he's, uh, he's never charged anything before, so you don't know. <laughs> that's just, that's just Josh. How poor is Weed Man? How poor is he? Weed, Weed Man, is, he's so poor, his first car was a matchbox. That's how poor he how poor is Weed Man? How I, poor is, I, I don't know. How poor is he? He's so poor, he air conditions his cardboard box with popsicle sticks. That's just Josh. <laughs> what? Uh, did, did you hear that Weed Man ha- was uh, having car troubles? No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, they kept driving through the alley and ruining his living room. <laughs> Bill from Ohio. All right. What is the difference between Weed Man Hippie and a tire fire? I don't know. They both smoke and smell, but at least the tire fire used a rubber. Oh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Here's Tommy Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. All right, let's see. Where did we... Oh, is it... Weed Man, are you still there, Weed Man? I'm here. Make me laugh. All right. Pay pal me money. No, we don't say that. Stop, stop, beg, stop begging for money. All right, we have the Tammy roast. Uh, all right, how do you know Tammy is dumb? Well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> she thinks that babies can be found in the infantry. <laughs> That's Ozzy Momentum. Uh, what do you call Megan Rapino and Sue Bird 30 years from now? I don't know. 
Tammy in Montana and Rosie O'Donnell. That's for my <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's Gordon, mean. That's Gordon in Tacoma. I didn't send it. Gordon in Tacoma sent it in. All right. Uh, it looks like Tammy in Montana will finally be able to work the day shift with no fears of worries. Oh, is that right? Yeah, apparently uh, Joe Biden has promised to defund the Big Sky Vice Squad, so she's good to go on that. She can go out and do her thing there. It's uh, Gordon, Gordon in Tacoma. Why does Tammy in Montana want to be cremated? Uh, I don't know why. Well, apparently cremated is her last chance to have a, a smoking hot body. So that's... Uh, that's uh, oh, that's me! That's Eek in Roseville, Minnesota. That's a low blow. Uh, why... Why does it not matter if Tammy in Montana turns the other cheek? Why does it not matter? Because the other cheek is just as damn ugly. That's from Ozzy Momentum. How do they know this? How do you know Tammy is dumb? I don't know how you know. Uh, when her mom was pregnant, she was arrested for smuggling dope. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's uh, Ozzy Momentum. Uh, thank you for that. Tammy's rebuttal. What is Gordon in Tacoma a good example of? Uh, I don't know. What is why some mean? animals eat their young, Eddie. Why some animals eat their young. Oh. Oh, oh. Uh, here's another one from Tammy. Uh, she says, Ozzy Momentum is so inbred. Uh, how inbred is he? His family tree is a circle, Eddie. It's a circle. Damn. <laughs> All right, uh, we got more of these. We'll do a few more of these here. Got a bunch of jokes. It seems to be a lot of jokes about cooking with Roberto Eddie. Oh, really? Yeah, don't worry. They're all in good taste. No. (laughs) Really? Kurt uh, from Earth sent that one. They are in good food. Yeah. All right. Uh, We have some real talk jokes. I don't know. All right. All right. Did you know that Real Talk is a huge Eric Clapton fan? I did not know that. Yeah, I guess that father of the year potential goes out the window soon, huh? Whoa. Current <laughs> from her. Reminds me of an old cook joke. What did, Real, what did Real Talk's baby do when he found out that Real Talk is the uh, is father? Is father. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What did he do? Nothing. It's a baby, Eddie. The kid can't do anything. It's a baby. <laughs> did you hear that Real Talk's did you hear Real Talk's actually having a baby? You heard about that, right? Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, unlike its father, the baby doesn't want to get dropped. So there's that. That's not come on, Chris. <laughs> Chris in the morning. That's funny. All right. What grades did Brian Finley have in school? Oh, works, I don't know. Works what here. grades did he have in school? Uh, he had an A in history, a B in math, and apparently a D in uh, spin cycle Regina, apparently. So he had that going for him. I like that. Wow. By the way, ma- it was his yeah. birthday yesterday. So, uh, Eddie, dump that. Happy dump birthday. That. I like you. No, don't. No, you don't like him. He hates you. I, I do. I like Brian. No, no, don't like Brian. Come on. It's he does feet. that extreme updates. I All like right. that. All right. All uh, right. What do I, Ben, and a cannibal have in common? I don't know. What do you and a cannibal have in common? We both hate biting down on veins. Oh, that's from the other night. That's I heard, I heard that show. Eric and oh. I. Meat's very tasty. All right. Why did Blind Scott order an artificially intelligent bionic eye? Uh, I don't know. Why did he do that? He wanted to look intelligent. It's uh, Eric. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. It's a good joke. 
See, you like the joke. See that? You like the joke. It's the uh, only jokes in the world right, right there now. There's a good reason for that. Now, what is Doc Mike's favorite flavor of ice cream? Oh, boy. oh don't even say it. Uh, pecan. No, it's uh, pistachio. Uh, okay. He likes no. Okay, go. okay. That's, that's good. That's good. That's good. All right. Here's the Here's the last one. What does our caller, Doc Mike in Chicago, call a diaper? No, 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 uh, no. I don't know. What does Doc Mike call a diaper? <laughs> a to-go bag. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's disgusting. He's disgusting. Right, <laughs> we did call somebody disgusting. I know. All right. Well, thank you all. I didn't get to, we didn't get to every joke. But, uh, I but love you, Ben. All right. Thank you, Weed Man. Good luck. Get I love food. you, all Ben. Right. Big hugs. Thank you, Weed Man. There you go. All right. Our buddy, Weed Man. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.